السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إن الحمد لله إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله يقول الله جل وعلا في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أعاذنا الله وإياكم منها أجمعين أما بعد Dear brothers and sisters, like many of us, 
the companions of the Prophet would often come together and hang out with one another at the masjid. And Al-Imam Al-Nasai, one of the great hadith scholars, narrates in his Sunan a hadith which tells us that one day some of the companions were hanging out together at the masjid. They formed a little circle. And on that day, as they were hanging out with one another in this circle, the Prophet ﷺ came in and walked by them. And he decided to ask them why they are hanging out. Why are they sitting? What has motivated them to come to the masjid and sit in this circle amongst each other? So as he passes by, he asks them, مَا أَجْلَسَكُمْ What is it that has caused you all to sit down together? What is motivating you to all sit together? And they all responded with a very beautiful response. They said, جَلَسْنَا نَدْعُ اللَّهَ وَنَحْمَدُهُ عَلَى مَا هَدَانَا لِدِينِهِ وَمَنَّ عَلَيْنَا بِكَ They said, we've sat down together in order to remember Allah and praise Allah for having guided us and blessed us with you. That was their answer. جَلَسْنَا نَدْعُ اللَّهَ وَنَحْمَدُهُ عَلَى مَا هَدَانَا لِدِينِهِ وَمَنَّ عَلَيْنَا بِكَ For having guided us and blessed us with you. And the Prophet ﷺ asked them another question. He says, Allahi ma ajlasakum illa dharik. Do you swear by Allah that that's the only reason why you're sitting together? And they said, Wallahi, we swear by Allah that's the only reason why we're sitting together. And then the Messenger of Allah ﷺ looked at them and he said, أَمَّا إِنِّي لَمْ أَسْتَحْلِفْكُمْ تُهْمَةً لَكُمْ وَإِنَّمَا أَتَانِي جِبْرِيلُ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامُ فَأَخْبَرَنِي أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلْ يُبَاهِ بِكُمْ عِنْدَ الْمَلَائِكَةِ أو كما قال. He says, I didn't ask you to swear an oath to say Wallahi because I held you in suspicion. I didn't ask you as to swear an oath with an implicit accusation that you're telling you're not telling the truth but i ask you to do that because at this moment the archangel jibril alayhi salam came to me and informed me that allah mentions you all with pride in the assembly of the angels allah is boasting and mentioning them with pride to the angels in the celestial realms because they are sitting in a gathering just for the sake of praising Allah and thanking Him for guidance to the Prophet being blessed with Rasulullah So following the way of these companions we come together on this blessed day of Al-Jumu'ah to praise Allah Ta'ala and to also thank Allah Ta'ala for guiding us to His Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
And we say, as Allah mentions in the Quran from the dua of Ahlul Jannah, Alhamdulillahi alladhi hadana lihada wa ma kunna linahtadiya lawla an hadana Allah. All praise is due to Allah who guided us to this. And were it not for His guidance, we would not have attained this. Had He not guided us, we would not have had received this. Alhamdulillahi wa shukrulillah. Dear brothers and sisters, we are in the month of Ar-Rabi'u al-Awwal, the first spring, the month in which the best of Allah's creation, His most beloved, His most devoted, his most beautiful of creation was born, Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallama wa majjada wa karrama wa azzam. This is the month in which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was born. And the Quran mentions praise for those people who rejoice in the signs of Allah that He has revealed in the Quran. He praises those who praise Allah for the ayat that he has revealed. Allah Ta'ala tells us, وَالَّذِينَ آتَيْنَاهُمُ الْكِتَابَ يَفْرَحُونَ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْكَ Those who have been given the book, they are joyful. They are joyful and happy with what has been revealed to you. So if this is said about those who are joyful, about what is revealed to the Prophet what about the recipient of that revelation and the joy we feel with him This expression of joy, this expression of happiness, this idhar surur for the Messenger of Allah stems from a place of love and longing and it signals one's reverence and exaltation of the Messenger of Allah, Habibu Rabbil Alameen Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And we should be remembering Him. Why? Because the essence of remembering the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam during this month and every month and every week and every day of every year, the essence of that remembrance without any restriction to a specific time or place the essence of that is to attain the correct relationship one should have with the Prophet ﷺ, which is absolutely critical and obligatory in this deen, to have the correct orientation and relationship with him ﷺ. Remembering the Prophet ﷺ, his life, his birth, his childhood, the descent of revelation, remembering his character, his beautiful physical appearance, his unique qualities, his life story, his seerah, his teachings, his love for us, all of these things connect us to an essential reality that must always be etched in our hearts. What is that reality? It is for us to realize that the Prophet is not a distant figure in ancient history whose only job was to bring scripture and some do's and don'ts and then leave us be. That is a very dry and withered conception. So thinking about him, speaking about him, learning about him, connecting with him,
takes us to this essential reality that the connection and love we have for him endures. And he's not just this ancient figure in ancient history. So loving Rasulullah being attached to the Prophet thinking about him, yearning to be in his company in Jannah, learning about him, thinking about his beautiful form and his character, emulating him, imitating him, following his sunnah, all of these things do not constitute an extracurricular Islam, some side hobby or interest for some people at some times. No, it is aslul iman. It is the core of iman itself. And speaking about the Prophet ﷺ, in the month of Arabi' al-Awwal and outside of this month, every month, and every week, and every day. It's about expressing delight and joy and cultivating love for Him and not just what He gave us, but also for Him Himself, وسلم. It is about loving the person of the Prophet وسلم. The that, the essence of who He is, because when we think about his character and his beauty and his excellence, we understand that these things were with him from day one. The Prophet ﷺ was sadiq and ameen even before the revelation of Qur'an. He had the character of the Qur'an even before the Qur'an was revealed to him because he is al-Mustafa. He is the chosen one to receive all of these gifts from his Lord. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He is always and forevermore Habibullah, the beloved of Allah, and beloved to others. Even before Allah honored him with the wahi, the revelation of the Quran. Rabi' al-Awwal is a month where we're reminded of this. When we think about not just what he gave us, we think about him too. We think about his character, we think about his life story, his history, how he was during his birth, in his childhood, and his young adulthood. And when he received revelation, we think of his struggles, his sacrifices, and his love and yearning for us. That is because, dear brothers and sisters, there's no Islam without the Prophet Muhammad There's no Islam without love for him. There's no Islam without following Him. And we talk a lot about this. Having love for, and attachment to, and connection with Rasulullah But we should ask ourselves today and reflect, why do we love the Prophet And we're reminded of a hadith in which he spoke about love. When he says, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه he says, none of you will truly have Iman until I am more beloved to him than his father or his parents, his child or children, and all of humanity. Notice here how the Prophet ﷺ describes love for him in the same genus of love for one's family, one's parents. It's that kind of love, but even more. 
when you think about the love you have for your parents and children, you don't have a list of justifications. You don't have to justify why you love your parents and children. You don't have to make out a list because it's not hard to love them. It's a natural love you have for them because of who they are, not just what they do to you and for you. You love your children because of who they are, not just because of what they may do. So the Prophet ﷺ is not hard to love. He is Habibullah, the beloved of Allah. And Allah loves him more than any other creation. So how can we not love him more than any other creation? We think about love, mahabba, and we understand that there's various motivations people have. There are various reasons why people love others. Some of the ulama say that people will love someone else for one of three reasons. Al-Jamal, Wal-Kamal, wal nawal Due to beauty or perfection or what they get from that person. Or we can say that there are people who love because of the love they receive. Or they love someone because of the beauty of that person. Or they love that person because of how good they are towards them and how reliable they are in their life. If we think about love for love's sake, because we receive love, there are people in our lives who are deeply loving and caring by their nature. And it's human nature that we open ourselves up to those who are very loving and caring and kind towards us. Even if they're relative strangers, if they spend enough time with us and they show us deep care and concern, it's inevitable that we will relax and open our hearts up to them and start to like them because they show so much love and care and attention to us. So we have to ask ourselves, is there any other human being who loves you more than the Prophet ﷺ? There is none. As a member of his ummah, you have to understand that the Prophet ﷺ has already expressed his love for you even before you were born, as we will see. Some of the scholars were talking among themselves and asking each other, what is, in your opinion, the most hopeful verse in the whole Qur'an? Out of all the verses in the Qur'an, which one inspires you with the most hope? So some mentioned the verse about forgiveness. Others mentioned the verses about Rahmah. And one scholar said that for me, the most hopeful verse in the Qur'an is where Allah says, وَلَسَوْفَ يُعْطِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى Your Lord will most certainly give you and you will be satisfied, you will be pleased. Because this is speaking about what Allah shall give His Prophet ﷺ on the Day of Judgment in the form of the Shafa'ah, interceding on behalf of His Ummah. He says this is the most hopeful verse in the entire Qur'an because the Prophet ﷺ will not be pleased to leave his ummah in hell until he pleads and asks Allah to forgive them and to remove them and to usher them into Jannah. One time the Prophet ﷺ was sitting with his companions and he said, I wish 
I could meet my brothers. This puzzled the companions. They said, Ya Rasulullah, Aren't we your brothers? Aren't we the ones who have traveled with you and eaten with you and sacrificed with you and fought with you and prayed with you? He says, You are my ashab. You are my companions. My ikhwan, my brothers, are those who believe in me, but who have not seen me, but who would sacrifice everything they have in order to get a single glimpse of me. He's speaking about the ummah to come after his passing. Those who had not been blessed to see him in this dunya, but would give everything they could to see him. Those are his ikhwan. And he's expressing this longing and yearning and love to meet those brethren. That's love, dear brothers and sisters. The Prophet ﷺ is expressing his love for you even before Allah created you. That is love. Another reason why we love is for beauty. Human beings are disposed naturally to be attracted to those who are beautiful. Sometimes we may even love people who are bad for us because we're attracted to them. We are attracted to beauty. And if a person loves for beauty, then it's only natural that when they learn of the beauty of the Prophet ﷺ, they fall in love with him. We have before the Prophet ﷺ, Prophet Yusuf ﷺ who was the handsomest of all men before the Prophet And when Zulaikha, the wife of Aziz, was blamed and chastised for her actions, she wanted to absolve herself to teach people and show them why she did what she did. So she invited some of the ladies of the town, some of the wives of the other officials of Egypt. And as they were there, she gave them fruits and gave them fruit knives, and then she called Sayyidina Yusuf to enter. As he entered and they all saw him, they were so taken by his beauty that they cut their fingers. They were so absent-minded, astonished with his beauty, that they cut their fingers. <gasps> Sayyidina Aisha the wife of the Prophet says about this incident, she says, Wallahi, if the women of Zulaikha who cut their hands on seeing the beauty of Yusuf were to see the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, they would have plunged the knives into their hearts. That's how taken they would have been from the absolute beauty and majesty of Rasulullah We have the poet who praised the Prophet Sayyidina Hassan ibn Thabit radiyallahu anhu, al-Sahabi al-Jaleel, the noble companion who would compose poetry in praise of the Prophet And one of the things he said inside of the masjid of the Prophet was the following lines of poetry. He says, وَأَحْسَنُ مِنْكَ لَمْ تَرَ قَطُّ عِينِي وَأَجْمَلُ مِنْكَ لَمْ تَلِدِ النِّسَاءُ خُلِقْتَ مُبَرَّأً مِنْ كُلِّ عِيبٍ he says in this beautiful poetry, More splendid than you my eye hasn't seen, 
No woman has mothered one oh so fine. You are created so free of flaw, as if made by your own design. Such was their understanding of the beauty of the Prophet So people love for love, they love for beauty, and they also love when people treat them in an excellent way and are dependable in their lives. People are disposed to love those who are kind to them, who go out of their way to help them, and who are good and dependable in their life. And there's no one more excellent towards us, more dependable in our life here in dunya and in the hereafter than the Prophet ﷺ. He is our source of refuge on the day of judgment when everyone is fleeing. When people are fleeing from their families, People will flee from them, but they will race to find the Prophet ﷺ and his banner to receive his shafa'a, for which he says, Ana laha, ana laha, it is for me, it is for me. So he is dependable in this life and dependable in the next. He looks after his ummah in this life and, after, and looks after them in the next. How can one not love someone who loves us so much? who is so beautiful and majestic and who cares about us and looks after our needs so much as him sallallahu alaihi wasallam we have so many reasons to love so many reasons to be hopeful in that connection with an attachment to habibullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and we conclude in this first khutbah with the dua that we received from the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that he taught from the dua of Sayyiduna Dawood alayhi salam. In this beautiful dua, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that it was the prayer of Prophet Dawood alayhi salam to ask Allah, Allahumma inni as'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wa hubba amanin yuqarribuna yuqarrib, ila hubbik. O Allah, by all your names, I ask you for your love. And I ask you for the love of those who love you, who loves Allah more than Rasulullah And I ask you for the love of those things that will bring me closer to your love. And we ask Allah to give us all of those things. Amen. If Allah gives us that love, then we have it made. If He gives us His love, we have it made. If He gives us the love of those whom He loves, we have it made. And if He gives us love of those things that bring us closer to His love, again, we have it made. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa aftaru salati wa atamu taslimi ala Sayyidina Muhammadin al-Sadiq al-Ameen wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man istanna bi sunnatihi ila yawmiddin wa ba'd Dear brothers and sisters, the ulama, the scholars, they say Laysa sha'nu an tuhib, walakinna sha'n an tuhab What matters most is not that you love, but what matters is that you are loved. Loving the Prophet ﷺ is not hard to do. So we don't speak about this love as if it's some 
difficult thing or unattainable objective, it is easy to obtain. We simply have to remind ourselves. We know with all that we have described that the Prophet has love for his ummah. And when we say love for the ummah, we don't just mean the love for the Sahaba who were gifted with the suhba, the immediate companionship. No. We know from the ahadith that his love for his ummah extends to those who were born after him. Because we have the hadith where he is expressing his love and longing to meet those of his ummah to come after him. We know that he loves his ummah for this very reason. We also know that he loves his ummah because he says that every single prophet has been given a dua that is mustajab, that is guaranteed accepted. A special dua they can make for anything that is guaranteed to be accepted. And the Prophet ﷺ tells us that he saved that dua up for the Day of Judgment. He did not use that dua for anything specific in this life. He says he saved it up for the Day of Judgment to make dua for relieving his ummah in interceding on their behalf. Ibn Hibban, the great hadith scholar, he mentions in his collection a hadith from Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha. Sayyidah Aisha once asked the Prophet to make dua for her. And so he raised his hands. And he says, Allahumma khfirli Aisha ma taqaddama min dhanbiha wa ma ta'akhar. Oh Allah, forgive Aisha for her sins, all the ones in the past and all the ones to come in the future. Imagine receiving this dua. The Prophet ﷺ makes dua to Allah that all of your sins from the past and the future are forgiven. When she hears this dua, Sayyidah Aisha is overwhelmed with joy and she begins to laugh and she puts her head inside of her knees in her lap out of extreme joy. The Prophet ﷺ asks her, Are you happy, Ya Aisha? Are you happy? And she says, Ya Rasulullah, how can I not be happy after that dua? And then the Prophet ﷺ says, that is the dua that I make for my ummah in every salat. In every salat. Making dua for the ummah. He makes dua that, he, that Allah forgives your sins and my sins. Subhanallah. We seek forgiveness, but where is our istighfar in comparison to his istighfar asking Allah to forgive us? for our lapses, our sins, our moments of heedlessness. The Messenger of Allah had the keenest desire to see his ummah who will come after him, who did not see him, but who would sacrifice everything they have in order to be blessed with just a glimpse of his noble face. We know all of this, we hear it, but we have to be very critical with ourselves and we have to ask ourselves, how is my love 
towards Sayyidina Rasulullah Do I really love him more than myself? We have to be honest. We have to be like Sayyidina Umar anhu, who was honest about this question. When he said, I love you more than anyone else, illa nafsi, except myself. It was like that for him until Allah transformed his heart and he had more love for him than even himself. We have to be critical, we have to ask, do I love the Prophet more than myself, more than my children, more than my mother, my father, my family? You know, unless we sense this in the depths of our heart, then there is a problem with our Iman. It needs to be addressed. And no one should be so bold as to claim they're at that place. So there's always room for growing in our love for the Prophet ﷺ. But how? How do we grow in that love? How do we increase in that love for the Prophet ﷺ? I want to give you, dear brothers and sisters, something that I received from one of my dear teachers, a very important lesson in this regard. He says that love for the Prophet ﷺ is a gift received, not a task achieved. It is a gift received, not a task achieved. Meaning it's not something you put on your to-do list. It is a gift that you receive from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But how do you receive that gift? What should we do to be more open to receiving that gift that is given to us? That gift known as love for the Prophet To receive that gift, to be open to it, we need to take a few steps. Step number one, we have to go where that love is being distributed. If you want to have an increase in love for the Prophet ﷺ, you have to go where that love is being distributed. That means you have to go and be around people who've received that gift already. Because their state is infectious. Their state is infectious. And you receive their had, their state, because you hear their praise of the Prophet ﷺ words of affection and love and you receive that love by being around people who love him sallallahu alaihi wasallam number 2 you have to do a lot of work on yourself you have to remove the obstacles that block love and connection to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam this is why we say that love will come as long as the obstacles are removed you have to remove the obstacles of ego of rancor, of pride, of envy, the obstacle of distraction, of attachments to dunya, and all of these things. When these obstacles are received, are, are removed, the love is received. It's like removing planks of wood that are blocking water from coming in. You remove the obstacles. And step number three, dear brothers and sisters, is simply to wait. To wait, because remember that love is a gift you receive, not a task you achieve. Inshallah, we all receive it if we just show up. We receive that love if we try to find companions who have that love, and we remove the obstacles to that love. 
If you ask inside of your heart, how can I become a person who has a greater love for the Prophet ﷺ? If that question has come to your heart, then understand that you've already received a gift that not everyone receives, which is a keenness and a desire to grow in one's knowledge and connection to the Prophet ﷺ. If you have that gift, you should celebrate it. You should be very happy and recognize that the gift of desiring to have a stronger love for the Prophet ﷺ is a sign that the gift is coming. So keep going. And understand, dear brothers and sisters, this was how the Sahaba were. This is how they were among themselves during the lifetime of the Prophet ﷺ and after his passing. The companions, through all the trials and tribulations they face in the dunya, they drew great joy and solace from knowing that the Prophet ﷺ was with them. They grew great, great joy and solace from knowing that he loved them and that he cared about them. And we have to learn to live in the exact same way so that we can live and thrive in our Iman knowing that the Prophet ﷺ cares for his Ummah I am from his ummah, therefore he cares about me. The Prophet ﷺ loves his ummah. I am from his ummah, alhamdulillah, therefore he loves me. And we ask Allah to increase us in that mahabba, that love. Any faith that views the Prophet ﷺ or qudwa as merely a distant historical figure with whom they have no special connection or attachment, that is an iman that will not survive the waves of fitan that assail us. That is not a faith that will endure trials and tribulations. The only iman that will survive is the iman that is animated by love for Rasulullah and so we ask Allah Ta'ala to give us that. Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wa hubba amlan yuqarribuna ila hubbika wa ila hubbi rasulika sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma ya qareeb, ijma'na bil habib, qareebin ya qareeb, hissan wa ma'nan, zahiran wa batinan ya rabbil alameen. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa qina adhab al-nar. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammadin, miftahi babi rahmatillah, عدل ما وسعه علم الله صلاة وسلاما دائمين بدوام ملك الله وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين